Connecting to our previous demo talk on impermanence, the contemplation of impermanence, Anicca Nupassana. Today's Satna topic, or today's demo talk, will focus on one particular aspect of uh, impermanence, namely the very fact that formations tend to break up. And this discourse is meant to support quite a number of you in your meditation practice. Now, this breaking up of Vatna formations can be observed in the world around us in many different ways, also in the world within us. So there's Satna then, Satna flower, and Satna then sooner or later it withers away, falls to the ground and decomposes. Now there are material things such as buildings. So a new building gets constructed and suddenly then this building will remain in that new condition forever? Obviously not. So is it going to last forever? Not. So even a solidly built or constructed building sooner or later will experience or will show you know, signs of uh, wear and tear and sooner or later it will collapse. With us as certain human beings it is not much different. We may be 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years old or even older and we might notice sooner or later that suddenly our health is not as good as it was in the past. We might notice that we have less strength than before and we might suddenly notice that the body becomes rather frail. And in the end, we're heading in which direction? Towards the grave. <laughs> Towards the grave, there you go. <laughs> and suddenly, this is absolutely correct. And. <laughs> This heading towards the grave you know, then uh, happens, uh, well, let's say week by week, or you know, day by day, or moment by moment. There you go. So whether we like it or not, moment by moment we're heading in the direction of our of a, of our grave. Now, even 
sensations that come up in the body, even if it is a, a really seemingly solid certain pain, sooner or later it is going to break up. And on occasion there are retreatants who've had uh, an, a headache for uh, years and years and years, and uh, um, sooner or later even that sudden headache uh, might be breaking up. Now, with mental formations it's just uh, the same thing. A mental, particular mental state is there and suddenly the next moment it might be gone already. Looking at suddenly the world, at our globe at suddenly large, we can say that even there are events in, um, in time where great numbers of species you know, gets ex become extinct. And certainly those particular events are known as what? Well, as simply extinction events. And there have been so far in the history of uh, this certain globe, five of those were um, quite certain, suddenly a huge number of, uh, um, well, of animals and certain fish, etc., birds have been um, or have gone extinct, and the same thing goes for uh, the plant life. And if humanity is not careful, we'll be heading towards the sixth major or great extinction event. Now, in the context of our topic, it will be helpful to make and know the distinction between what is referred to as concept and, on the other hand, ultimate reality. In Pali, concepts are referred to as Panyati or Samuti Sacha, Waharada Sacha. Whereas ultimate truth in the Pali scriptural language is referred to as Paramata. Now, can you think of but no things that qualify as concepts. Yes? Pardon me? Money. Money. And, uh, yes, indeed. <laughs> and what else? Space and time. Ah, space and time, indeed. Space and time, and then to this you could certainly add space and time and form form of an object or 
the form shape of an object, the color, the size of certain uh, objects. Now, what's, what about man and woman? Is this a concept or not? So Jerry nods his head. And, and that, those are, again, uh, concepts. Now, in terms of ultimate reality, there are certain, uh, certain things that are considered to belong uh, to, uh, uh, to the category of, or to come under the category of ultimate reality. And among you know, those, we have consciousness, you know, then mental factors, materiality, and finally, Nibbana. Now, in terms of Fatna definitions, a concept is <coughs> referred to as a commonly accepted truth or conventional truth. In the case of, the, of an ultimate reality, it is suddenly defined as truth that is true in the highest sense. Now, in the course of Fatna, this discourse, we shall take a closer look at some concepts and what happens suddenly to them in the course of Fatna, the meditation practice. Now, this breaking up of formations, we cannot deny it is happening, and it's part of Fatna, the impermanence of formations, namely that objects arise, they last for a while or occur for a while, and eventually they break up or break apart. Now, in the course of one's meditation practice, this breaking up of formations comes at a particular point, comes to the foreground, and it's there for retreatants to investigate over and over again. Now, the Visuddhimagga, the path of purification, in its 21st chapter, contains a section on this, and it contains in particular four stanzas on this particular aspect. And those four stanzas nicely, uh, nicely capture some of the major aspects. Now, allow me to read out those uh, four stanzas one by one, and Satna then will uh, look at those stanzas 
um, and certainly give some more explanations. The first stanza says, the substitution of the object, the transference of understanding, the power of adverting, these are insight following reflection. The second stanza states, defining both to be alike by inference from that same object, intentness on cessation, these are insight in the mark of fall. Having reflected on the object, dissolution one contemplates, appearance then as empty, this is insight of higher understanding. And the fourth stanza states, skilled in the three contemplations and in the fourfold insight too, skilled in the three appearances, the various views will shake one knot. Now, the explanations for you know, the first uh, verse are as follows. Subs the substitution of the object. Namely, a retreatant after seeing the breaking up of, let's say, materiality, so a material object like a pain or hardness, will then find that having seen that certain dissolution of Fatna the of that material object or sensation, that then gets uh, substituted you know, by another object. And Satna with this one then sees the breaking up of consciousness by which the earlier dissolution of materiality was seen. So what we have Fatna here is that at first, the attention is directed towards some material object, but it could also be a feeling or some other object. One sees the very breaking up of that object, and the next moment, the attention is on the very consciousness that Satna saw the dissolution of the material object and there one sees its very breaking up. And this can happen in a very quick manner. So the shift from one to the other. Now, transference of understanding. What do you think does this mean? Transference of understanding. From what to what? Yes, Jerry? Transfer. 
transference from understanding one case to other cases? Uh, that would be a possibility. That comes later. Now, um, a transference of understanding is uh, explained as certain follows, namely that earlier on a retreatant would see the rising of an object, so the, you know, the beginning of an object, and you know, so abandoning of the rising of formations, one then, um, the mind then specializes in the falling or the ending, the breaking up of that object. So what this certain expression then, transference of understanding, tries to bring across is that in the course of the meditation practice, we're not going to investigate the same old aspect over and over and over again, but rather mindfulness practice is a rather dynamic affair and certainly so there's always something new to be explored. And in this case, having investigated the beginning of formations to some extent, the mind then goes on you know, to investigate or explore the very ending or breaking up of formations. And certainly that brings about certain brings about certain changes in one's practice, and retreatants don't necessarily always like you know, those certain changes. Now, the power of adverting this refers to the mind's incredible ability after having seen the dissolution of, let's say, a material object, to then advert immediately for the purpose of seeing the dissolution of the consciousness that had had you know, dissolution as its object. So this rapid movement of the mind or one's attention, first observing the dissolution of a material object and the next moment when the attention goes towards the consciousness with which one had earlier seen the breaking up of that material object. Now, that particular pattern of the mind is unique to this particular phase in the meditation practice. And it shows us as certain retreatants the, well, the speed with which the mind is certainly working. Now, the, verse, the stanza goes on to say that those are, so the earlier points, are inside following reflection. Reflection is not quite you know, the proper term here. It might be better to translate this, our insight following uh, contemplation or observation. And the explanation given is that this is called the contemplation of Fatnan dissolution after observing an uh, object. 
Now, the second verse, the first or stanza, the first line of it, says, defining both to be alike, you know, from that same object. Now, this term, both, refers to the objects currently seen, and it also you know, refers you know, to the objects that have so far not been seen and not been observed yet. So, by inference, a retreatant from seeing the actual experience, or from seeing uh, what is happening to an object, namely the breaking up of it, in the present moment, one then concludes that the same thing will also have occurred in the past and will also occur in the future. Now, this Visuddhi Maga provides in this certain context another uh, a verse. It says a verse certain composed by the ancients that states, with vision of those present objects purified, one infers those past and future objects to be alike. One infers that all formations disappear or break up like dewdrops when the morning sun comes up. Now, very relevant to our meditation practice is certainly the next line which states intentness on the cessation. So what this means is, after giving to both, namely seen as well as unseen objects, a single definition based on their dissolution, one thus becomes intent on the observation of the breaking up of formation, so on intent on cessation. The meaning here is that one attaches importance to it, inclines to it, tends, the mind tends in that direction and leans towards this exploration of the breaking up of formations. And this particular aspect can be very well experienced in one's own meditation practice. At first, the mind is somewhat aversive to the observation of the breaking up of formations. 
However, keeping at it, then gradually the mind gets fascinated with it and with this particular phenomenon of the breaking up of Fatna formations and suddenly then the mind even wants to pay close attention to it. And that makes all the difference. So defining both the seen as well as the unseen by inference from that same object, intentness on, cessa on cessation, these are insight in the mark of fall. So in other words, uh, these are called insight into the characteristic of Fatna, well, the breaking up, the dissolution of objects. Now, the first line of the third stanza goes on to say, having reflected on uh, the object. So having first known the object certainly consisting of materiality and certainly seeing its certain breaking up, dissolution one contemplates, which is the second certain line of the third stanza. So repeating what had been mentioned in the first stanza, so, having seen the dissolution of that very object, sorry, one contemplates the dissolution of the consciousness that had that as its object. Now, appearance then as empty is the third line of the third stanza. Now, when retreatants keep seeing the breaking up of formations one after another over a longer period of time, especially of physical formations, and then one starts to you know, see formations as um, being empty. So there's this appearance as empty. Only formations break up, their breakup is death, there's nothing else at all. Now in this certain context, Again, another stanza is being given in the Visuddhi Manga, namely, aggregates cease and nothing else exists. Breakup of aggregates is known as death. One, watch, one watches their destruction steadfastly as one who with a diamond drills a gem. Now, 
Now the explanation here is certain as follows, is given as follows, namely a person who is skilled in drilling a gem with a tool will watch and keep the mind only on the hole he or she is drilling and not the gem's color or the shape of it, etc. Likewise, retreatants wisely keep in mind only the ceaseless breaking up dissolution of formations and not you know, the formations as a whole. Now, the last line of the third stanza says the earlier points taken together is insight of higher understanding, adipanya vipassana in the Pali scriptural language. Now, what this means is that having known an object, secondly, contemplating its dissolution, and thirdly, there being the appearance of formations as, or of a formation as void, those three aspects taken together are referred to as insight of higher understanding. This tool is a rather specific case or specific situation when it comes to the development of mindfulness. Now, the first line of the fourth stanza states, skilled in the three contemplations, and certainly here this refers to obviously the contemplation of one. The three contemplations, contemplations of Anicca, Dukkha, and anatta. And in the fourfold insight too, so being skilled in the three contemplations as mentioned, and in the fourfold insight too. Now the fourfold insight, according to you know, the Visiddhimagga, refers to very particular type of contemplations, namely the contemplation of dispassion, or uh, disenchantment, more correctly, nibida in the Pali scriptural language. Secondly, the contemplation of fading away of greed, viraga, the contemplation of cessation itself, niroda, and finally, the contemplation of the relinquishment of formations, patinisaga in the Pali scriptural language. So, there is, with practice, 
this uh, you know, being skilled or the skill in the four uh, contemplations. Then the th second last line of the fourth stanza states, skilled in the three appearances. And certainly this is more or less restating what had been stated earlier on, namely, seeing that all formations are liable to destruction and fall, there are, and so because they're liable to destruction, they share which characteristic? Anicca. Anicca. And because certainly they're liable to terror or that, let's say being highly unsatisfactory because of that, they are, or there's this appearance as certainly dukkha. And finally, one then understands formations to be void and certainly that is an aspect of anatta. The last line of the last stanza then concludes by saying the various views will shake him or her not. Now here this is said in particular with regard to the eternity view, namely wrongly assuming that formations, be they physical or mental, will last forever. So if one keeps certainly seeing formations as breaking up, then quite naturally there uh, one can no longer believe, or it is hard to believe, in such an eternity view. Now, this contemplation of uh, the breaking up of formations is said to bring about certain benefits. And these one can actually find for or experience for oneself. The first one is the abandoning of the false view of becoming, in other words, eternity view. So the same point as stated early on, the mind is no longer uh, vaccinated by uh, the eternity view. Upon time and again seeing the breaking up of formations, this then uh, helps to give up, at least to some extent, our attachment to life. When one constantly sees formations as breaking up, what might be the result of this? 
what might this lead to? Constantly seeing formations as breaking up, yes? Fear. A fear sooner or later, but prior to this, it leads you know, to a constant exertion of effort in one's meditation practice. So realizing that formations keep breaking up and so, you know, there isn't an end you know, to you know, things, one you know, will want to make uh, a good effort in one's practice. Now, constantly seeing the breaking up of footnote formations has been illustrated by you know, the Buddha in the following way. Namely, if one's clothes or head were ablaze, to extinguish one's blazing clothes or head, one should arouse extraordinary desire. Make an extraordinary effort, stir up zeal and certain enthusiasm, be unremitting and exercise mindfulness and clear comprehension. If one were not to do this, so being on fire and certainly practicing equanimity and simply letting you know, the fire take its course, that uh, uh, is not going to work. And so the Buddha goes on to say that so long as one has not made the breakthrough to the Four Noble Truths, one should arouse extraordinary desire in one's practice. Now, this mindfulness practice is about purification from its very beginning until its end or at least um, until it's end. No, that's correct. And it is during this particular phase of Fatna one Satna meditation practice that once again a certain action of purification takes place. And retreatants will then quite naturally want to give up any form of base and low livelihood. So for those who maybe have spent years upon years smoking and drinking, when they keep seeing the breaking up of footnote formations and a sense of urgency develops, then yeah, they might certainly be ready yeah, to give up uh, the smoking and drinking habit. Or certainly this could be extended to other uh, bad habits. Now, 
When a person falls sick and is seriously sick, let's say, and certainly on the verge of maybe passing away, to such a person will the squabbles at home or in the community still matter for the most part? Most likely not. There you go. And likewise, when it comes to our mindfulness practice, we'll keep seeing formations as breaking up. And with this, a certain sense of urgency develops. One realizes you know, that uh, mm, there are important you know, things to you know, be done and still to be achieved. With this, you know, then mm, the interest in big and small uh, matters simply gets you know, dispelled. So the mind no longer takes in interest in those. And instead, instead, mm, the attention is on the practice itself. Now, the sixth advantage or benefit, as stated by the Visuddhimagga, is that of an absence of fear. And the explanation is as follows, namely, seeing formations as breaking up, one then will have less attachment for one's own self, and certainly with this, one uh, with this, there is a relative absence of fear, and this, uh, uh, please do note, is not a permanent uh, state. It changes. Time and again, seeing the breaking up of certain formations will bring about certain changes in the stream of consciousness and one is that retreatants become more patient and more gentle. So whoever started in a started the mindfulness practice in a, uh, with a rather rough uh, uh, attitude and way of certain being and certain being impatient, well, this over time you know, then changes. And finally, contemplating the breaking up of certain formations will lead naturally to a taking delight in uh, a secluded place for practice, like Kutni here in the Taoski Valley, um, or mm, it leads to taking delight in either the Samatha meditation or Vipassana meditation. And furthermore, yeah, there is a conquest of Fatna boredom and uh, a conquest of sensual delight.
So in seeing these eight perfect qualities, benefits, advantages, one comprehends formations constantly, seeing breakup in order to attain the deathless, like the sage with the earlier mentioned burning turban. Now, earlier on, this transition was mentioned from the mind first investigating the, the arising of formations and then gradually dropping the arising of formations and focusing the attention more on the breaking up of formations. And that brings with it quite a number of changes, objects that previously were, uh, or the perception of which it was suddenly clear, <coughs> if not clear, what happens to those objects. Hmm? Who knows? When? They become unclear. Ah, they become unclear, that's it. And this certainly at first may be to the dismay of a retreatant, because he or she tends to think, what's happening with my practice? Something must be going wrong here. And so, um, previously objects were clear, now they, no, now they are no longer. Now, retreatants are also likely to experience the breaking up of a concept, namely which concept? Who knows? Self. Self. Ah, so no, that's correct. And could you explain a bit more? When? The five aggregates. So previously, you know, the, the concept of herself seemed pretty permanent, solid, uh, unquestionable. Upon seeing formations as breaking up over and over and over again, that notion of a self you know, then um, you know, breaks up. Would you have another concept that, in the course of the practice, uh, at this point tends to break up? The concept that we mentioned early on, very simple. Who knows? Well, we all have a sense of uh, of a shape or form of the body, right? So when we start with the meditation practice, this is something that we take absolutely for granted. This body has a certain shape or form. Now, what happens in the course of practice? That certainty becomes shaken. That certainty becomes shaken, and why? Uh, one sees that 
contour uh, loses integrity. Ah, uh, there you go. So the contour, the shape, the form of you know, the body, or a part of the body, that contour gradually breaks up. So at first there's suddenly this whole or sense of a, of a, of a whole, and then gradually, and this is a, a gradual process, namely a gradual process going from conventional reality or conceptual reality to ultimate reality. And so as part of this development at times, parts of the body or the entire body that is perceived you know, to be you know, somewhat out of proportion, so different from our normal sense of you know, the body. A leg you know, might be, even though it's placed in front, you know, seem, one leg that might you know, seem to be pointing backwards, or um, at times uh, one might uh, not notice the so-called the seeming inexistence or absence of an entire arm. Of course, to someone who is new to the practice, this may be somewhat shocking. What's happening to me? Will I ever be able to leave this retreat as an intact person? I haven't come here to get amputated. But rest assured, this is just an appearance. This is just an appearance when you sit there you know, with eyes closed, that's all. And fortunately, the mind gets used to you know, this very breaking up of you know, the shape or form of the entire body or parts of the body. Now, there's yet another interesting you know, thing happening. Now, another concept that breaks up, and which one could this be? Which concept? We assume that each object is well defined by a location, at least the physical objects, right? And that now when we carefully investigate physical object, objects as they present themselves, what do we find? Hmm? Um, <clears throat> spatial locations become fuzzy or ambiguous or seem to move around. There you go. And certainly to take it further, the location of an object may fall entirely away. And what remains is just the very sensation of hardness, softness, stiffness, this or that, but no longer mm, this location aspect is no longer available. Now, this of course is a new development and certainly so far unknown in one's certain human experience, fortunately the mind quickly gets used to it. And the thing to do at that point is simply to focus 
on the sensation itself and to not bother about certain the location of it. Now, would you say that there is only one standard way for formations to break up? One standard way that applies to everything? Nope. So, then, Jan, if not, what kind of, or what forms of, other forms of breaking up have you seen? You don't know? <laughs> Is there only one way of, uh, one way the breaking up of formations takes place? No. Jerry? Dissolving? No, there's not. Like dissolving or fading? Yeah, there you go. Uh, there you go. Uh, and furthermore? Disintegration? Disintegrating constants. Objects go in a certain way. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay, so objects go in different ways. <laughs> Any other forms? Burry? Bursting. Ah, bursting. There you go. This gets a bit more interesting. And, uh, <laughs> and so objects at times uh, may. Um, well, burst, and suddenly, when that happens, retreat and sometimes say it's like fireworks, or an object suddenly bursts, suddenly like uh, like a volcano uh, eruption. So all of a sudden, when let's say one observes suddenly some really solid pain. And uh, you know, the mind goes reading into it, and all of a sudden, the whole thing flies apart or falls apart. And suddenly, that can be quite suddenly impressive. And it's good to have clear cut experiences in one's meditation practice. Now, what about suddenly the labeling itself? Have you noticed anything around the labeling? What is happening to that? Is the labeling undergoing changes or not? Yes? You say yes in which way? It's, it's harder to keep up with the labeling with the rapidity of the objects. That certainly might occur, yes indeed. Anything else? When? They become less clear. The labeling, it's, what's that? There you go. The labels itself, the labeling itself, is suddenly may become subject to you know, the breaking up, and suddenly then uh, a label may be seen, a mental label, you know, then may be seen as suddenly breaking up. No, there's still other forms of or other examples for you know, the breaking up of formations, namely the melting away of an object, the crumbling of an object, then a solidity breaking up, the subsiding of an object, the ending of an object, and even the evaporating of an object. 
else, sometimes this breaking up of formations may also happen like when you pour a dye into a glass of water, just ordinary water. What will happen to the dye? It it disperses, it dilutes in the water. And that, even that is a possibility and certain could be experienced in one's own meditation practice. So when it comes to this breaking up, there could be the sudden cutting off of an object, or there could be even a multiple cutting of of an object, and there could be the gradual fading away of objects, as certain well as certain the um, the double or triple dissolution of first the material object, then the labeling, and then you know, the knowing mind or consciousness. And certainly, as we've seen, you know, there is certainly, furthermore, you know, the contemplation of destruction, you know, so you know, this sudden uh, destruction of an object with which certainly you know, then the perception of compactness certainly goes. There may, at times, also be a really uh, rapid breaking up of an object. By the time one's attention turns to it, the object is gone already, and it is as if the mind is, uh, the observing mind, is lagging behind. Now, one's ability to see this breaking up of formations will over time greatly increase and a retreatant is likely at times to see what is referred to as the brittleness of formations Bapangu, in the Pali scriptural language. Which means an object is there but uh, it's upon just a light observation of it, it falls apart. So you know, there is a quick as well as an easy breaking up of you know, that object. Now, seeing time and again the breaking up of formations is not necessarily always pleasant. And in terms of the self, it may lead to some anxiety there, and it might certainly lead to some internal shakiness, possibly more than this, possibly one realizes that there's no refuge, nothing to nothing stable, nothing permanent to hold on to and to attach to or identify with. 
in terms of illustrations that have been proposed for this particular aspect of the practice, namely the breaking up of foot formations, it's like a person who looks at lightning. But because of its great speed, one sees only the ending portion of it and not its beginning. Now, at one point, there was a group of monastics, and they were approaching the Buddha, who was residing in a particular place, and then, as those 500 monastics were um, approaching, then uh, a thunderstorm set in. And those monastics suddenly then uh, they saw how the raindrops uh, would fall into you know, the ground and suddenly uh, gradually formed puddles of uh, water and suddenly uh, further drops, uh, further raindrops falling onto you know, those sudden puddles would suddenly then uh, form um, bubbles and those bubbles uh, then uh, would typically you know, disappear one after another. Now, seeing when seeing when those certain uh, monastics were approaching, the Buddha then appeared in front of Fatna then and Satna said that he who he or he who um, sees the breaking up of Fatna the world is free you know, from um, from the king of Fatna death. Seeing those, uh, seeing the breaking, or seeing how bubbles would break up, also seeing a mirage as Satna breaking up, and eventually those monastics all became arahants. So allow me to conclude. Today's Satna Dhamma talk by wishing may you may the mind 
uh, here, sorry, the exact verses here. If a man or a woman looks upon the world of the five aggregates as one who looks upon a bubble, as one who looks upon a mirage, is out of sight of the king of death. And certainly so, may you take delight in, or may the mind be intent in observing this breaking up of formations, not just once, but many times, and uh, ultimately may it lead to a deep understanding of the very impermanent nature of formations, including the concept of a self, of a form, and so on, location, and ultimately may this lead you to the realization of the peace of Nibbana and by realizing the path of stream entry, and may this happen during this very retreat here in the Taos Ski Valley. And this is it for now. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu.